Bokar Tov, we are beginning Parashat Vayetzeh. Uh, I want to quickly finish off the end of Parashat Toledot because there's, an, there's a, a couple of interesting discussions that honestly may take up our entire class, just having these discussions. But one discussion is Esav's character. So before the whole process of uh, Rivka in, in uh, telling Yaakov to go take the blessing from Yitzchak uh, without his knowledge and dressing him up and giving him food to bring to Yitzchak and so on. When Yitzchak mistakenly gives the brachat to Yaakov, there were a couple of psukim that were very instructive and they yes. were very interesting. Yes. And there were the psukim that said that Esav went that Esav went and he took two wives who were Chittite women from the land of Canaan. And the pasuk says, and they were a, a burdensome and annoying to Yitzchak and Rivka. Yitzchak and Rivka did not like them. That's the opening to this part of the, of the story of, uh, Yitz, of Yaakov and Esau vying for the Beracha of Yitzchak. Now what we understood from there is that why is the story introducing the wives, the wives at the very beginning of the story? Because clearly that was very important. Possibly that was the reason that Rivka wanted Yaakov to get the blessing and not itself. Because, because the future of Am Israel is, is... Because the future of... As, as on, we've seen... Based on the mothers. As we've seen so far, there were two opportunities for Am Israel to be created through a non-Jewish woman. One was Abraham and Hagar. Yes. In Hash, which Hashem said... Hashem said he will be blessed, but your nation will stem from Yitzchak yes. that you had with Sarah. Yes. And then the same thing with Yitzchak, where Avram says, I can't have Yitzchak marry a woman from Canaan. She has to be from my family. So, so he sends his servant to go and find him a wife. Which means clearly from the story, the choice of wife is of utmost importance. True. Is incredibly important for the success of the Beracha and of the nation that of, of Mashadi, Israel. Mashadi, you go right, exactly. Your, that, 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 <laughs> at is least it, in this case, uh, family of Abraham marries family of Abraham. It's not, it's not Mashadi marries, it's yes. Batshe Levi marrying Batshe. Yes, it's like yes, whenever yes, they stick yes, really yes. in the family. You know but what this I mean? was how we managed to keep Judaism also. Right, right. In the Galut especially. So, but, but that shows you that, that one of the themes of Bereshit is that the choice of wife is of utmost importance to the success of the family. Okay. Now, when it says, after showing us that Abraham and Yitzchak, both the choice of wife was extremely important to them, and then you see Esav taking women that are Chittite women, and that are causing a lot of distress to his parents, that, from what we know so far, could potentially be disqualifying. And it seems like it actually is disqualifying. Yes. And that may be why Rivka instructs Yaakov to go take the Beracha, knowing that maybe Yitzchak thinks it's no big deal and that he could still give the bracha to Esav, but ultimately these wives are going to lead Esav astray and she can't have, and Rivka knows that she can't allow for that. So Rivka says, Yaakov has to go get the blessing because he's still single. And then afterwards we will solve the issue of the wife. We'll solve the issue of his wife. Now, another very interesting thing. So again, get remarried another time. Right, that's, that's what I wanted to point out is that at the end of the day, I don't know if the Peshat shows Esav as being evil. 
No, no, no. It's, yeah. He seems to be good intention because by the end of the story, he, he, it when says... He, when he hears that uh, his brother is going to... Right. So in, in chapter 28, from the family so Yitzchak calls to Yaakov and he blesses him and he, and he tells him, don't take a wife from the daughters of Canaan, go to Padan, Padan Aram, to the house of Betuel, and take from there a wife from the uh, daughters of Lavan. And God will bless you and he'll make you, very, he'll make you multiply and you'll become a great nation. And he will give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants after you so that you can take over this land that God has given to Abraham. And then Yitzchak sends Yaakov and he goes to Padan Ram to Laban. And Esav sees that Yitzchak blessed Yaakov and he sent him to Padan Aram to take a wife from there. And he said, don't take a wife from the Canaan women. And then, and then Esav hears... And he sees that these Canaanite women are evil in the eyes of his father. So he goes and he gets from the daughters of Ishmael. So he took from the family of Ishmael. Which is, in a way, Ishmael is the family of Abraham. Right, exactly. Yes. He took from Machalat. Uh, uh, he took Machalat, the daughter of Ishmael, who was the sister of Nevayot. On, along with his other wives, he added her to the mix as a wife. Which means that ultimately... The feeling of Esav, it's not that the guy had bad intentions and was wrought into the core. Because at the end of the day, he it seems bad like... bad judgment. It seems like he really did... He had bad judgment. He had bad judgment and was very impulsive. Yes. And put himself in a position where he was automatically disqualified from collecting the Beracha because of his wives. And we see how good his intentions are whenever he sees that I didn't know it was so bad to, in my parents' eyes to marry a Chitaite woman... She and he goes and he marries a wife like uh, the kind of wife that his parents would have wanted. He had the utmost respect for his parents. I think that's what it may mean when the Mirashim all say you have to focus on his kibudavayim, focus on his yes, kibudavayim. You see it specifically here. here yeah, right? the proof. You see it here when at the end of everything he sees, oh my, I didn't realize my parents we're not, we're were, are so unhappy about Canaanite women. Let me go make them happy by marrying a woman they will approve of. So he goes and he marries within the family of Abraham. Right? So that's a, it's a very interesting take on Esav. Something that a lot of people miss. Now the other larger discussion that occurs in the story overall, and I'm only going to t- touch on it for 10 seconds, is whether Yaakov, or re- whether Rivka did something wrong in stealing this Beracha on behalf of Yaakov. Rivka is the one running the show. She's like Avraham. She's like the Abraham. She's the active, she's the one who she's takes the, the active, active role in creating the continuity. And, you know, modern, modern interpretations, a lot of modern commentaries have introduced the idea that Rivka was in the wrong, that Yaakov should not have stole this, this is not a proper character, this is not proper behavior, this wasn't something that needed to be done, and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's Peshat. I think the Peshat is that Rivka saves the day here. And the, the reason I say that is because whenever Yitzchak all of a sudden realizes that he just gave the Beracha to Yaakov. She realized. Also even, even he realizes he was, why he was, was talking giving. to Esav. Even when, yeah. Esav comes and he says, I am Esav, your son. All of a sudden, Yitzchak gets extremely scared. And then he says, I already gave the Beracha to your brother. And what does he finish off the Pasuk with? He says, Gam Baruch yeah, and he will remain blessed. Which, which means he didn't that want to, he didn't want to change. He the didn't blessing. want to change the blessing. He kept which means, which means that I think what he noticed in that moment, all of a sudden, everything came to him that Rivka was the one who set this all up. And once it, it dawned on him, suddenly and in a scary way, because sometimes when things dawn on you, 
It's very scary. You suddenly right? open your eyes. Suddenly open your eyes and you get very, very terrified of something, right? So that happens to Yitzchak and he's like, it dawns on him that Rivka just sent me a message that I missed. I think that he realizes that Rivka sent him this message. And the same way, when it comes to matter of the household, Avraham was told to listen to Sarah, yeah, Yitzchak same. realizes that I should listen to Rivka in this, in this matter and I should keep the Beracha in the hands of Yaakov. You know, I, I, think, I think that's proof that that Rivka was that the psukim are showing Rivka in a positive light here. I think she's the one who she was the most active and the most important yeah. uh, person in, in within the transition yeah. but from I, Abraham to Yaakov. Right, I did want to introduce that idea that there are there is a machloket in the commentaries, especially the modern ones, as to how to approach the story. Was it a failing of Yaakov that he's involved in in theft and now he has to go? Uh, deal with Lavan to punish to pay, him for to pay, to pay, pay him for. back for the theft he committed against himself, or is this a, a story of the greatness of Rivka that she noticed that the blessing was about to be given to someone with terrible wives, and she saved, and, and she, she stopped it from happening in in a way that was respectful to Yitzchak, and Yitzchak realized it on his own so that he could then confirm the Berachah and give it to Yaakov. Rabbi, these are two the two children of the same mother. Mm-hmm. That's the most difficult yeah. thing, and the mother chooses. Yeah, she chooses one, one over the other. other. Another theme, by the way, another interesting theme uh, is that Esav is also the older one. Yes, on as, top of it. As usual, <laughs> as usual, the Torah always sides with the younger brother, as we've said before. Uh, it's a very, very interesting detail that the, the younger brother, the younger brother is the one who gets... That flourishes. Is the one who flourishes. We've seen it everywhere. In the, the Abraham, uh, uh, with Abraham... Ishmael is the older son, Yitzchak flourishes. And then Esav is the older son, Yaakov flourishes. Reuven is the older son, Yehuda flourishes. Uh, uh, Ephraim and Menashe, uh, Menashe is the older son, Ephraim flourishes. David is the youngest son, he flourishes. Shlomo is the younger son, he flourishes. It's it's like a very, very consistent theme throughout the entire Tanakh. Okay. Uh, Was there any other detail about the story? You can speak for another. No, I could. There was one more. There is no end to this. Okay, I, I forgot the last detail. They had one more proof that the Rivka was considered in the right in the story. And according to the Peshat, she's, she's being praised and not criticized for sick, taking the Baracha for Yaakov. But we go on to Parashat Baitseh. Now, the end of Parashat Toledot was pretty scary for Yaakov. Because yes. he's being sent away on, on a more basic note out of fear of, the, of being killed by, by his brother. brother. But between his father and his mother, his mother is the one who initiates, by the way. Again, she initiates the fact that I don't like these Canaanite women. Let's send Yaakov to go get married. So Yitzchak says, okay, fine, we'll send Yaakov to go get married. Now, what does Rivka say to Yaakov before he leaves? This is very important to know the previous parasha. Very, very important. So, uh, she says to the... I'm disgusted with my. I'm this. Oh no, this she says. No, where is the pasuk? Oh. Here it's previously. So she says, Come, my son, listen to my voice. Go run away to Lavan, my brother, in Haran. This is pasuk Mem Gimel of chapter 27. Mm-hmm. She says, My son, <clears throat> listen to my voice and go run away to Lavan, my brother, in Haran. And you should, you should stay with him for a few years or days or whatever Yamim Achadim means, until your brother's, uh, your, his anger goes away, until his anger returns from you or goes away from you, and he forgets what you did to him, 
And then I will send and I will bring you. I will send and I will bring you. She never did that. Now, well, she never does that, first of all, which is an interesting thing. I don't know how much can be read into that. But, but it's also, there's no, you know, if you say a person, okay, you're going to go away, you'll be back in three months. Then when the person goes away, they feel, okay, I have an end. There's, a, there's an end to my stay. Time. There's a date of return to look forward to. Now, if someone is sent somewhere indefinitely, what if my brother never, his anger never goes away? What if Esav is always angry at me? Never, it's never safe. So he has to now go away indefinitely, which is a very, very scary thing. It's a very scary thing. It, it, it causes torment psychologically when a person is put away somewhere and they don't know if they're ever, they're ever going to come out. Right? So, in a sense, the previous day, Yaakov was just humming along. Everything normal in his life. And then his mom says, I just heard something. Your dad is getting a brachat esav. Let's go. He said, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. No, no. Uh, your curse will be on me, says the mother. 24 hours. Within 24 hours, he went from just having a normal life to running away to a place with no guaranteed date of return. Alone. Alone. So entering our parasha, we can imagine that Yaakov's anxiety is at fever pitch, highest it can be. And maybe that's why we're going to see and in our psukim, that he starts to have a connection with Borei Olam. Because it seems like within the human condition, we tend are, to connect when, to Borei Olam when we are at our lowest. When we are, when we are at our lowest. And maybe that sometimes Borei Olam puts us at our lowest to kind of wake because us up and remind us. that's when we are imploring. Us. We are really imploring from the exactly. bottom of our hearts. Okay, so let's open up uh, Parashat Vayetzeh. It said that Yaakov had 14 years, he went to... That's in the Midrash. It's in the Midrash. Because if you do all the math, and I think we've said this before, but if you do all the math, it seems like... If you calculate the time he was at Lavan's house, yeah, there's something missing in terms of we know him to be one age, but when he comes back, he seems to be a lot older than we should expect him to be based on how many years transpired. So we're trying to fill a gap of 14 years. So they say he went to yeshiva, you know, just like when kids go to yeshiva after high school. uh, 14 years. He did it for 14 years. (laughs) Some people do it that long. They go and they never come back. uh, Some people should have that zechut. I'm not criticizing it. It's the biggest zechut to go. Okay, So Yaakov leaves from Be'er Sheva and he goes to Haran. And he approaches the place. And he sleeps there for the sun has come down, comes down. We'll just stick to the text a little bit. He takes from the stones of the place. And he put it around his head. And he slept in that place. Now look, he's sleeping in practically like an open field. Yes. You know, why does he take the stones? The pillows are stones. No, so, I think so not only for a pillow, it's protection. also for protection, protection. from wild Animals, beasts yes, and stuff sure, like that. Sure, so yeah. that's very scary. Imagine, imagine he's in the middle, middle of, of nowhere, middle, middle of nowhere, open field. He's running away alone. Yeah, By the way, another thing, Yaakov was brought up in wealth. Did you realize that? His, yes. his family had money. So going away, that's it. It starts from zero. You know, like you... All these kids who came to America from Iran, they started new businesses. They didn't, you didn't he bring the money. He had, he had nothing to give right? even to, the, to Rivka. So he had nothing. He comes empty-handed. So all of the wealth he was brought up with, gone. Any terminal dates to when he's going to come back? None. All alone, his, for all he knows, his brother could be chasing him to kill him right now. So that's scary also. Amazing. Psychologically. Is, uh, psychologically, this is, tor- this is torment. So he had a dream. 
And there was a, a, a ladder that was on the ground and its head reached the heavens. And there were the angels of God that were going up and going down on it. Okay. Uh, and God was standing on top of, this, uh, of the ladder and he said, I am Adonai, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Yitzchak, the land that you are sleeping on, I'm giving to you and to your descendants. Already is. And your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. You're going to spread out east, west, north, south. And all of the nations of the land will be blessed through you and through your this descendants. Is the Abrahamic blessing. This is the Abrahamic it's blessing. So exactly. And I will be with you. And I will and I will protect you in everywhere you go. And I will bring you back to this land. Not your mother. I will. For I will not leave you until I have done the promise that I spoke to you. What a relieving message to get from Borei Olam. He gave him the most In, biggest vitamin to this go is forward. The, <laughs> this, is the, this is what he needs. You know, it's like sometimes God just gives you a burst of energy or confidence or courage that you don't know you had. That, that's what he's doing for Yaakov, right? He wakes up from his sleep. God is in this place. I didn't even know. Which means, I didn't know God was in this place. Let me make an acknowledgement of God. The same way my father Abraham did when he would make these Mizbachot. He feared and he said, this place is so great. This is the house of God. And it's the gate unto the heavens. So then... Uh, yeah, and he makes a matseva, and he makes basically like a like a thing. He makes a matseva. He didn't do a korban probably because he didn't have any animals, so he did his best. But he makes a place for God to be recognized, very similar to. And he comes back to it after. In the yeah, end. exactly. He comes back to it then. Uh, now, there's one point I just want to make. God gives Yaakov this beracha. He gives him this beracha. Of the blessing that you'll have the land that your that your descendants will be a source of blessing for the world that your descendants will grow like the dust of the earth. Now, where did Yaakov just hear this blessing? From his father. He just heard it from his father. Is that also? He said that is when his father said, the, the lechad birkat Abraham." Yes. That I will. That uh, now. Now, what what was the language that his father used? Here's what I want to point out. It's very interesting. So Vaikra Yitzchak Yaakov, Vaivarechoto. Yitzchak called Yaakov and he blessed him. And he told him, Don't take a woman from Canaan. Go to Padan Aram, and God shall bless you, and he will make you many and multiply you, and you'll become a great nation. And he should give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants after you to, to have this land. But Hashem listened to Yitzchak. So so what, what's interesting is that where do blessings come from? Blessings come from Hashem. Which means until when Yitzchak gave this blessing in the 10 Sukim ago in the previous parasha, it's not even clear that he gives it to him in a very confident way. He says, God shall bless you with the blessing of Abraham Wait, gonna... and God <clears throat> shall make you multiply and so on. Now, if I'm Yaakov and I'm running away from home and Esav is after me and wants to kill me, I say, thank you, dad. I appreciate it. But you wish. That'll never happen. Meaning, 
We don't gain confidence that the bracha will actually occur when it's only Yitzchak who's saying it. But then the next parasha, God comes and says not only what Yitzchak said to him, but even more. He adds to the bracha. He makes it. He really says exactly what Yitzchak said plus a little bit extra. So this was the same also for Yitzchak, because Hashem also blessed Yitzchak when he was also. When when does he bless Yitzchak? He, bless, he blesses Yitzchak also. He tells him, "Don't worry, I'm gonna be with you." Ah, uh, uh, so it's the uh, same. It's a repetition. Right. It's, it seems like every time they're vulnerable, God shows yes. up and He says, "I'm yes. going to be with yes. you. You're going to be blessed." When they're in the lowest part, Hashem comes Whenever, and re, when, when was re, that? Re, that was re, recharges them. Whenever Yitzchak left the people of Gerar. <clears throat> yes. Whenever they started yes. stealing as well, and he had to leave them. Very very interesting. Very interesting. So that's, it's a very, I think it's an interesting detail that people don't pick up on is that here, Yaakov just heard this blessing, but he heard it from Yitzchak. And now that he's hearing the, it from God, the reassurance. Is the this, reassurance. Is, this is very reassuring for yes. him. Same okay. thing was for Yitzchak. And same thing, and same thing was for Abraham. Yeah, I guess. So it keeps on recurring. Yeah. All right. Chazak Baruch, that was very yeah. interesting. Baruch, Amen. 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 Amen.